1: flushcarecom slash
0: This episode of the Out of Spec Podcast was brought to you by Magna. Magna is a leading edge mobility technology company for automakers, and it supplies automotive systems, assemblies, modules, and components to countless brands you've undoubtedly heard of. GM, Ford, BMW, Mercedes, Volkswagen, and so many more. Magna has been a key player behind the scenes for decades, including pioneering some of the first reverse cameras before you had even heard of the concept. They now look to the future with fully autonomous driving systems, ADAS, and many electric car components for your EV at home. We'd like to thank our sponsors that make shows like this possible. Hey, welcome back to the Out of Spec Podcast. I'm Jordan, your host, of course, joined by Timon, and we have Brian Whalen here, special guest, aka Brian's Questionable Decisions on Instagram, which most people probably know you by that, um, but everyone probably assumes your name's Brian now. <laughs> and they, they wouldn't be wrong. My, <laughs> name, my name is Brian. Great. So yeah, we just uh, drove the Ferrari 308 up here. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, Brian's Questionable Decisions is an Instagram account following this is really cliche, but like the story of a man in his Ferrari <laughs> driving around essentially North America and n- usually working.
1: It, it is usually working right now. It's in fact, literally right now we're having some problems, but these things happen.
0: Yes. We just drove it up from Denver to, uh, Fort Collins and it just started idling like crazy. And, uh, but I mean, Forums exist, so did you said so you found out what you think it is.
1: Um, there are some things that I think it could be. Okay, yeah, it will. T- I mean, also with these cars, they're old, and the uh, the 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 diagrams for a 1982 aren't necessarily easy the same as. Well, it's not that they're not easy. It's that 1982 is different from 1983. Is different from 1981. So you got to make sure you got the right information. Yeah. Anyway, we'll yeah. go downstairs and check it out in a little bit. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll. remedy the situation.
0: Hopefully make it back home. Um, anyway, so I wanted to ask how you came upon this Ferrari because you accidentally got it, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) accidentally is probably not the most accurate word. I did press submit on the bid button,
2: (laughs) but it was a,
1: uh, it wasn't, uh, you know, a car I was looking after or shopping for, for a long time. Um, It was a Bring a Trailer auction, yeah, and um, it, it, you know, I I mean, they're really pretty cars, so I would always keep my eye on them. And, of course, the 308s were generally affordable. Um, So, you know, just kind of window shop the way we all do. And then this one showed up on Bring a Trailer and had a very reasonable price on it. Yeah. And I was probably had a little bit of... Alcohol induced confidence (laughs) and um, pressed bid, and then didn't believe that my bid was actually going to win, but then it did. Which is
0: good because then you feel like you genuinely got a good deal.
1: Yeah, sure. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was the price that I thought, like, I thought, oh, hey, this is a very
0: good price for this car.
1: And um, it was the right colors. So, yeah, bring a trailer
0: kind of. Exploded lately. Um, so, this may have been slightly pre explosion because it was also pre COVID, right? Like, you Correct. got it. Yeah. We, we got our cars right about the same time. Um, but yeah, mine was not bring a trailer. It was the GM dealer who didn't even know <laughs> what it was. Meter. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, versus bring a trailer, a Ferrari. You're just like, uh, yeah. So, how did you explain to everyone else? Like, I think I just bought a Ferrari. I don't, I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, I was actually on my way to go take some time off from work. I was flying out to uh Vancouver, Vancouver, British Columbia. Yeah, yeah. And got off the plane and was just tooling around in Vancouver waiting to, for my buddy to pick me up. And um and then I had to start like dealing with figuring out how to pay for this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that was another thing. Luckily the seller was really uh easy to uh to work with and he was in Oregon um, you know, and gave me like said, you know, take your vacation or time or whatever, and then figure it out. So then I just flew from i guess it was seattle at the time
0: uh down to bend and picked it up nice so yeah it was a, a bend car like that area.
1: <laughs> i think so i don't know exactly where it came from i mean it was in really good condition you know it was a driver you know there sort are of little nicks and things yeah. but you know no rust or anything it was, and all of the cosmetics were the interior cosmetics were in good shape like the leather was in good shape no rips no tears so and that's all the like super expensive bits yeah
0: exactly um, so what, yeah, when did you decide you'd might start taking it on the road? Because I think feel like most people buy, if you're, if you're buying a Ferrari and bring a trailer, most people are not like, okay, now how many miles can I pile on this through various <laughs> terrains? Usually it's like a garage queen, which is valid. That's, one way sure. of owning a car sure but i mean like we had time in gx off-roading and just broke the power steering like yeah. things <laughs> happen um i mean you don't have power steering right no, okay. no. So <laughs> fewer well, things you have to worry about yeah. <laughs>
1: that's the way i look at it um well so the covid uh pandemic did have a a, a contribution to it um i had previously worked in an office, and our offices were closed from March um, of 2020. And with a couple of successive pushbacks on the opening, it eventually, we were eventually supposed to be closed through the end of 2020. And that summer, my father got really ill. I was kind of paying attention to him and taking care of him. Up until then, he got very ill and passed away. So those things, um, and then, just not needing to be in any one particular location, um, I thought all right i 've got four months, September through the end of the uh, the end of the year. Let me just go on a road trip and I'd just gotten the Ferrari back from getting some valve work done on it, so I thought this is the best working car that I have yeah. <laughs> so
3: what else do you have
1: uh, a couple of other things that are also you know <laughs> touch and go, but um <laughs> Uh, We'll get to that in a second. Um, So, yeah, so I was packed it up. And I packed it up just for, like, the fall, just for an autumn road trip and was planning to head actually from Pennsylvania is where I started, um, come to Denver, hang out with a cousin who lives here, um, and then do a little loop around the southwest and then wind up in Florida for the holidays and never made it there, so... um, (laughs) Yeah, Uh, at that, I think I made it as far as Texas by, like I made it to San Antonio for like around Christmas time. But then also um, my company just continued to push back our office open dates for another six months. So I thought, okay, well, we'll just keep going, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then eventually, so it was then through July of 2021 and then September of 2021 and then eventually the end of 2021. And, um, and so in there at some point I figured, or I was just didn't really know what I was like, am I just going to drive this thing forever through yeah. eternity? So I was kind of looking for an end of where to go. Yeah, That's how I ended up in Alaska. <laughs> so, you know, that's where the roads end up. <laughs> that's one <At> yeah. <laughs> right. So the, um, so we were, so, uh, U.S. citizens were not allowed to cross the Canadian border unless mm-hmm. you had a primary residence in Alaska, or had I think it was a job. There's a couple of criteria which I didn't meet. Right, essential
3: and, worker, all the, the yeah, the basic right.
1: necessities. Yeah, necessary. so I didn't meet any of those, but then they finally did open the Canadian border on August ninth, and I was there literally the first day. <laughs> so made it across, and then drove it up to Alaska, and then came back, and then at some point, um, our my company has now gone fully remote, and so we have we do we do have offices and staff can go into our offices, but um, uh,
0: you know we can also be working remotely. So yeah. So here I am. Yeah. So kind of the, a nomad life. I mean, do, what do you have as primary residence? Like um, that car at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah.
3: So how many miles have you put on it since you bought it?
1: I think uh, since I bought it, probably like 32 or 33. And, um, like 2930 since I started driving in what that was September of 2020. Yeah. When, is it and has it
3: been reliable for the most part?
1: No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes and no. So it's like little things will break. Like a lot of the, all of the components, like, or the primary, like accessories have all failed. Like the alternator, the fuel pump, right. the water pump, the, um, what am I missing? Most everything has, like, failed at some point. Um, But, you know, I mean, it's old stuff. And then since I've replaced them, they've all been pretty reliable. Um, The one thing that's been kind of niggling was the... um the belt which drives the water pump and the alternator, like getting the tension on that, correct? If you put it at the factory spec tension, then it gets too loose and it will start to squeal and then it burns up uh, when when it's slipping. Uh, So that's happened to me a couple of times and that's left me stranded. Um, So luckily, so now I just have a couple of spares. I know how to put that thing back on, (laughs) you know, in less than an hour now, so. what other little things like this little so also it's just the wear and tear of like driving right. a car that much and it it's parts of it are delicate like i was just just saying that the there's a a bolt that's supposed to hold the the um uh expansion tank onto the back wall of the the engine compartment and that thing just sheared off. It was just like I just noticed it the expansion tires just like bouncing around in there. So
2: <laughs> do you need to get to that pretty
1: quickly.
3: Sit ties can fix everything. Yeah.
1: So so yeah, I mean it's been
3: somewhat reliable. Has I mean, it been enjoyable though, even though the sections that haven't been reliable?
1: Yeah. I mean and so we were talking earlier that you know part of the enjoyment of driving and just kind of going on a trip is um, not necessarily knowing that you're going to make it there. Right. You know, it's just this little question of, can we make it? You know, this yeah. is a challenge, like, let's try and do it. So in that regard, yes, it's been enjoyable. It's also, it's not, it's not a super fast car, but it's fun. You know, it's fun to like whip around and like the little
0: mountain roads. Right. So, yeah, slow car, fast. I feel that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we just exactly. Have to
3: convince him to like, get a turbo for the Miata.
0: Yeah, yeah. we were talking about that. I mean, we we're, were talking about even like um, Ford's E-Crate motor. Just drop that in yours once. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. So I guess what's next? I mean, do you plan on keeping this car for a long time, or are you like, are you al- are you always thinking about what might be next?
1: Oh yeah, I definitely have a list of what's next. Um, <laughs> Uh, at, at some point back, I don't know, maybe a year ago, I thought that, yeah, I could probably sell this car. And I've definitely got offers that people want to buy this car. But now I've realized like, I think it kind of means too much at this point. And I hate this nostalgia bit, but like, yeah, yeah. Right. at some point I might have to just, you know, like fix it all up and put it on ice and just say, S- retired. You know, <laughs> she's, she's done, she's done her job. Like, yeah. Um, and she's, you know, She's had a good ride. And, I mean, I don't know. I think it's pretty neat how famous that car is now. Um, And it's not me. It's, like, the car. I don't... I'm not, like, a fame seeker I'm not looking for any of this (laughs) and that's why like all my Instagram stuff there you'll very rarely see pictures of me it's not like me and like the cool shit I'm doing it's like look at this awesome little car that's like just going everywhere
0: yeah it's surviving yeah I mean even just driving up here so many people honking their horn (laughs) waving like everyone knows this car yeah and uh I don't know if you know like there's a Facebook group called Colorado Car Spotters uh uh-huh. um, With what twenty thousand people in it, something like that. And so yeah. it's usually you know unique cars people yeah, yeah. post. Or it. I do uh, know it. Nissan, Nissan, it. Cross, yeah. Cab. Yeah. <laughs> Nissan Cross Cab. Nissan like, Cross Yeah. So and I feel like I knew when you rolled into town because that group started <laughs> switching. Suddenly this little red Ferrari pops up everywhere. Yeah. And, um, so it's kind of fun and it's I, I like what you're doing and I kind of took some of that mentality when I went on all my Miata road trips because it was like a car that people don't usually think this is a road trip. Like, people are like, okay, we need a spacious sedan or honestly a three-row SUV, even though there's two of us, yeah. to pack all your stuff. And sometimes you've got to think outside the box. Uh, I mean, in your case, you got this sick, like, rack on top of it where you can put stuff on, which wasn't there in the beginning. I mean, at what point do you decide you needed that?
1: Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a second. I just want to go back to what were you just saying about... um th- the these uh, Colorado car spot, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that somebody actually pointed me at them a year and a half ago, yeah. the first time I was in Denver and yeah. I was like, oh yeah, huh, that's my car. And it was a friend who had a fr- friend from New Mexico who had a friend who was in Colorado and saw it there. So that car has been definitely on that on that that group, that Facebook group yeah but um, yeah, with regard to road trips. I think that so many people think that a road trip is you know getting to the next destination and like doing whatever you're doing at that destination as opposed to enjoying the time when you're getting there like literally getting there and if you're going to do it in a in a car that's can elevate that experience then might as well do that rather than something that's Comfortable.
3: Right, to where you might have to stop
1: short.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. And then there's also that. (laughs) Yeah. Like flying is so convenient. Or even like (laughs) I've done so many road trips where it's like, okay, if I calculate, if I leave at 5 a.m., I'll make it there in time for dinner. So I just rush. Yeah. But yeah, I told you like the, what, I guess a year and a half or two years ago, I took my Miata to Texas. And it was the first time I was like, I am not setting an ETA. Yeah. i was going. I mean, don't
3: yep. you usually just drive to Kansas? There's really nothing along that route to, yeah, <laughs> to well, stop I mean, for. When I, when I
0: go to Missouri, that's usually a little different. Although my big East Coast trip, I stopped in Kansas randomly. I was like, oh, this looks like a great spot to throw up the drone. So I stopped and then I look and it was like, oh, the world's first geocache right here. And I was like, what the heck? Right on <laughs> i 70 in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so you're like, you never know what you'll find. And I feel like flying is convenient, but it's like, drive like driving from atlanta to san francisco was like oh this is a big country yeah oh yeah you big because you stop along the way and like see the varying types of terrain and even like when i did that fall road trip like maybe you notice this too but the leaves even change completely differently depending on where when where you are you don't usually think of that because you're usually one place in the fall yeah um
1: and
3: I never really realized how big it is until I took a motorcycle from North Carolina to Colorado. <laughs> and that's halfway across yeah. the country because yeah. I've done it three times now in my Focus, the GX, and the motorcycle. And the motorcycle was the hardest, yeah. sure. especially the Kansas it's tiring, car. right? Yeah. yeah. It's just a headwind consistently. And then you realize, oh, this is, like, huge. Yeah. And the cars are just, like, kind of just sitting there you don't have to worry about the wind you have music playing and everything
1: depends on what car you're driving (laughs) Um, but yeah uh sometimes driving that car it's it's a full body experience and i don't mean just because you're going fast but it's just like it's loud it's like in your ears you got to pay attention to the the wheels and like driving i'm sorry the steering wheel but um the like driving through the snow at Mm -hmm. night in that little car that can be, be super it's, sketchy. It's sketchy <laughs> and you've got to be 100% focused on exactly what you're doing. It's not like if you're driving a new, big, modern car where you can yeah. kind of be like, yeah. Paint, whatever, like, yeah, distracted. Happens. And the car's going to generally go straight. So yeah. this car, is on, it's on snow tires right now. It's a little squirrely. Oh, yeah, it doesn't I drove his track. Out on track
2: tires,
3: <laughs> And it's fun, yeah. but
1: it doesn't feel that secure. Yeah. 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 One other thing is, um, you say flying is convenient. Interstates are also convenient, but that's not the way to drive around. And I do my best to stay off the interstates, even in like a state like Kansas, like there's in Nebraska, you know, where you could just be on 80 or 70 and, um, but being on the smaller roads. If they're quiet, you get a lot more like elevation changes. Even if they're straight, you'll get more elevation changes on them. I was them. gonna
0: say, yeah. I one time I jutted down from eighty to seventy, Nebraska to Kansas. And that jut was so much more interesting yeah. than the actual Even 80, eighty is
3: more interesting than seventy. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So interstates they're useful at times and you do need to get to some place by dinner time or whatever, but uh but yeah. Stay, stay off the, stay off them if, if you want to get a real experience of the country. I think.
0: Yeah. So, like, what what's some of your like top, um, just memories of like like, are you on a stretch of road, whether it's a national park or just one of those small roads off the interstate? What's one that was like extremely memorable, or a couple? I mean, you don't.
1: Yeah. You. Um, let's see. The road between. Let me see if I can get this right. So, this is Watson Lake in the Yukon coming down towards towards Edmonton, but like you can't do that in a day. It mm-hmm. took me like two days I think to do that stretch. And there's this one, this one road that was it wasn't like high up on a mountain, but it was, there was mountains and lakes and just enough like smooth pavement and um, you know, which is surprising because a lot of the Canadian roads up that far north have a lot of frost eaves and everything, but it was smooth, nice pavement and quiet. Not a lot of people around, no other cars, you know, and just the right right amount of twisties and straightaways. Um, That's definitely one that sticks in my head. come back to me and I'll come up with something else. Yeah,
0: you know. <laughs> no, there's a lot I've I still want to do. I mean, when I was out in California with Kyle, we were running late and had to do a like A to B as fast as possible. So from North California to LA, we took the 5 and I would have much rather taken Highway 1. Yeah. Um, I've only done 1 between LA and San Diego, and, which was awesome, but like I really want to hit it at some point getting up to the Bay Area. And then go further north. Like I told you, I've never been to Pacific Northwest at all. And I yeah. know there's good roads. And even from, uh, I mean, the movie Twilight, she was like, oh, wow, oh, this no. is really gorgeous scenery. <laughs>
1: yeah, another really beautiful stretch I do remember pops into my head was, is between, I guess it's like Sacramento and Napa. Mm. Um, so it's just beautiful scenery out there. You know, so you have all these farms and small little twisty roads, not a lot of traffic. Um, Really quiet, really beautiful. But then a more well-known road is also 101, and you should definitely look at out of, like, north. As soon as you get clear of the San Francisco traffic, it yeah. just turns really beautiful. It does get a little a little bit more trafficy up into Oregon. A lot of, if you're in the summertime, you know, there's a lot of mm. vacationers. But yeah. it's, um, I think it's as nice a ride as the uh the big sur drive on on route 1 mm-hmm. south of san oh, francisco a great road it is a great road but you know that road is just so it's so crowded now there's yeah. that i mean excuse me you just end up uh stuck behind slow like Big vans, no, yeah. which is fine. Like nobody needs to be speeding on those roads, but that
0: was. Like
3: sometimes it's nice to go through a turn <laughs> a little faster.
0: Sure. <laughs> that was us going down the five from. Yeah, I was stuck behind Kyle in his giant Sprinter uh, Winnebago Revel van. I'm in the Miata, and I'm yeah. like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> yeah, what yeah. Am I doing? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I wanted to ask, like, when did you decide to start the Instagram? Was that like immediate or
1: immediate? Yeah, it was. So my first, so I've never had a real social media like presence at all or like never really. I just, I don't know, wasn't too old for that. <laughs> stuff. Um, but then I, I don't remember exactly how I came to the decision that it would be Instagram. I'm going to document all this, but it. it this was the first Instagram account I've ever had and the only Instagram account I've ever had. And my first post is literally the first day that I started driving from Pennsylvania. And nice. I mean, even remember it was it's September 17th in yep. 2020. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
3: What's the worst state you've been in? <laughs> oh,
1: good question. Um, I don't know. It, so I did kind of a beeline from Pennsylvania to, Denver the first time around or the first time out yeah. and so K- Kansas is pretty terrible so sorry no, ter- no, ter- um, <laughs> it, and we were just trying to make it here so we did just stay on the interstate and it was as they say not very exciting or interesting and also my alternator died so, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so there's, there's that but then you know I spent I can find redeeming things about most every state I was about to say Arizona but there is that ride from Flagstaff down, like towards, like heading. I don't even know what these roads, these little roads are. But Jer- Jerome, I think, is this little town which is tucked up in the mountains in um, in Arizona, and it's really, really beautiful, and it's a really great drive. It's really it's just like amazing scenery. But of course, it's a million degrees, so oh, yeah. Yeah. gotta be aware <laughs> of that.
0: Yeah, Arizona's great at night, but then you can't see anything. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> All right, so maybe Nevada,
3: maybe Nevada.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's parts of that.
3: I've only been through there twice. Yeah. Once on the Cannonball, and then driving my friend's Cayenne back. And both times it was. Eh.
0: Were
1: you on the
3: interstate, or
0: were you yeah. on? Yeah. It's yeah.
3: still. It's just flat. It's just dry. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Super dry. I I I think that road trip, ten thousand miles. I think probably. Nine thousand five hundred was top down and there were parts where I definitely regretted it and yeah. that was one of them the stretch through Nevada, which I didn't even realize I was I was like in Utah it was awesome, Park City and all that. and then at some point I got to like Tahoe and I was like, oh, I guess I was in Nevada the whole time like, I just don't remember <laughs> it
1: right <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean it would well, so you can go quicker on the interstates so mm-hmm. when you do need to like get it over with, but uh, route 50 is that road between Ely and, on the, on the Eastern side of Nevada, which goes pretty much straight across over towards Tahoe or Carson city or whatever it is over there. And, um, that's, it's a unique drive, but it's just after an hour of it, you're <laughs> like, that's <laughs> enough. That's all you need
0: to experience. You know, it's yeah. cause it's a lot of the same. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, have you ever thought, I mean, I had this fleeting thought at one point, but it's like, would you ever ship your car to Europe and then continue your driving around there? Um, <laughs> it'd be hard to it's find. It's not out of the question. Like, yeah, that's, but it, I guess it would be hard to find like, like if something happened, maybe, well, I guess depending on where you're at. It's pretty yeah. easy. There's, all over the place. <laughs>
1: I think before yeah. I do that, honestly, I'd I'd rather just drive the car south and see how far I can get south. Yeah. Um, and also Europe's got plenty of its own like interesting cars that like yeah. if I were to go over there, you know, it yeah. so probably you just buy be something there. Yeah.
3: Right. It's, it's also we don't easier get. to get cars out there than it yeah. is here.
0: Yeah. So like, what other cars? I guess do you have, but also have you had? Yeah. So, the first.
1: So I didn't. I didn't have a, I didn't buy my first car until I was 30 years old um, I was just living in cities and when I was in high school yeah. I had people drive me around so I never owned a car until I was 30 and finally had a few <laughs> bucks saved and still living in New York City and thought well what should I get I should get something practical but I'm a car guy so I ended up getting a 996 and I was Debating between a 996 and like a like a like a 3.2 Carrera, so like mid 80s, but I needed I could only have one car. Yep. I wanted something that could be more or less reliable and had um, air conditioning that worked. <laughs> so, so I went with the 996, and I actually still have that car. Nice, yeah. Um, <clears throat> then after that, I bought uh, a Jaguar XJS, yep. which was a beautiful car. Here's actually one of my Favorite experiences in that car. Another good road trip car. That that one. But um, I was driving around, just kind of tooling around in the East Village in New York City, and was pulling up to a stoplight, and I see this woman standing on the side of the on the, the corner of the sidewalk with her hand out, trying to flag down a, a taxi. And I'm not really paying attention, and then the next thing I know, she walks up to my car. Opens the door and just sits in. And closes the door, and then and I was just like looking at her. And, you know, she was an attractive young lady and sits there. And then I just start driving and drive a couple of blocks. And you know, i finally I say, like, "Hello," <laughs> <laughs> and I say, "So where where are we going?" And she says, "Just just drive drive to towards Midtown." I'm like, "Fine." And she had apparently just gotten in a big fight with her significant other and you know is all like flustered and running around, but. I don't think that that would have happened in any other car other than that Jaguar.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. So that was the second car that I owned. Um, bought that car in Florida. I think That was an eBay car, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. drove it back from Florida, drove it across the country also back and forth. Um, then, and that was just one of those cars that I really loved when I was a little kid. Um, I still think I want to get another one of those one day, too. And we but, saw that one on yeah. the way up here yeah. with a
0: flat tire. They <laughs> <Yeah>. take it. <laughs> take off their
1: hands. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, after that, I bought a, a 928, um, an S4 with a five-speed. Super nice car. Big, burly, and still have that car also. So yeah. that one's in the shop right now. It needs everything done to it. Um, <laughs> after the 928, I bought... An 850 the BMW 850 with the six speed got that car in Colorado excellent car like one of the best I think probably the best car that I've ever owned other than maybe other than the 996 but that 850 just hauls and with the six speed super fun it just will roll away in the first gear it's just yeah. like this low level torque and it's not even that it wasn't even like the CSI or anything just the 850 the early one with you know I think maybe it had like 290 horsepower or something like that yeah um That car, then after that car, that car is no more, unfortunately. It's a different story for a different day. (laughs) Um, After that, uh, the Triumph I was telling you I had a Triumph TR6 which was basically like a motorcycle It was terrifying to drive at anything over anything over like 70 The whole thing felt like it was gonna fall apart and it was also so tiny driving like on The New Jersey turnpike next to oh, that, big semis is like
3: that turnpike is awful. I mean it's gotten better in the years My parents have up in Jersey. Yeah, uh, but it's just so it's bad.
1: it's terrifying and like to be in such a tiny little exposed car was uh frightening. So sold that one. And then after that, um another like boyhood dream car was or and I still have this one also is uh uh an eighty eight M six. Ooh. So that car, dead reliable. Drove that car between New York City and uh D C area a whole bunch, like back and forth to see family and doing work. Um I think I bought that car with, like, 120,000 miles on it, and now it has 160 and hasn't had to have any ma- major motor work. I mean, like, all the suspension stuff, like, all wears out, and right. so it's all been replaced. And that car is just a beast. Love that car. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I got the the Ferrari. So wow. that's the uh, the car list. And there's, trust me, there's a few more that still have yet to be. Yeah.
3: That's a great
0: just, list, though. I mean, it's not like, a, I mean, I feel like so many people are like, yeah, I started with like a Camry. Yeah, and then like I got Like Jordan, it. starting with a Fiat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my first car was the 87 Dodge Aries. Yeah. It's a good, good time. I was just telling him, yeah, mostly four cylinder, sometimes three, just kind of depend on the day. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, but like I said, I was I was
1: already 30 years old by the time I bought my first car. Yeah. So, like, I was able to skip over that like hand-me-down parents car that so many people go through yeah so i and i under i appreciate how lucky i am to have had that this list of cars yeah that's
0: awesome i mean yeah what what kind of things would constitute like future like i guess if one popped up on bring a trailer for a really good price what would you bid on right now
1: Oh, I'm not going to play, <laughs> play those cards yet. Yeah. Every time everybody starts, like, hyping something up, and then the next thing you know, you see all the prices go up. Oh, so yeah, so. yeah. Um, but that's I right. will say, generally speaking, I, like, if you look at the 850 and the XJS and the 928, like, big bruiser GT cars, yep. like, that are overly complicated, kind of top of the line for when they launch, like, that's kind of been my, like... My my wheelhouse, or you know, what I've mostly been in, into, even that M six. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. Complications don't scare you. <clears throat> I mean, what what's uh, one of the like s- uh, craziest or scariest times on the road? Maybe not scary. Like you feel like you're pretty chill about things. But like what really stranded you pretty badly?
1: Yeah. So um, Texas, November. It was like November of 2020. So this is like the first leg of this road trip with this car. And I am, there's a little town called Presidio, which is on the border of Mexico. So it's the Rio Grande River and it's Presidio is kind of the last town before you get to Big Bend National Park. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe there's something else my geography is not perfect down there, but um, I just like come out of Presidio, and I'm probably 15 miles down the road, down this little dark road, and the sun's starting to go down. I get out of the car. car's perched up on, like, this little hill, so the sun's there. It's all beautiful. I'm taking some pictures, like, having a good time, thinking, like, I just need to make it to the next town, which is another 40, 50 miles. No problem. Get back in the car, start driving, look in the uh, rearview mirror, steam... And then I look at the dashboard and like battery lights out. So I'm just like, oh fuck, that's the, um, that's the alternator and water pump belt. So Ooh. yeah. So I, and also this is middle of nowhere. So yeah. I turned the car like around as quickly as I could. Like, you know, I just, I like knew I just needed to get out. It was in a like literal, like small valley. So I was like, let me get to the top of this hill and see if I can get some cell phone service try to get up there and still no phone service though, but open the top up and things are spewing like water. (laughs) So it's like, okay, now what? And so this is, that was the first moment of just like, this is not going to be, and of course it's, you know, this, these things always happen at Friday on Friday at like 5 PM or whatever. Yeah. So, luckily, I just flagged down the first car that that was coming by. And it was this nice guy, young guy. He was a, a riverboat, like, guide. You know, he did, like, the boat tours, like, all on right. the big inflatables. Yeah. Um, he picked me up, gave me a beer. I was like, all right, I know um, this garage in town. Great. Let's go check it out. Yep. So, he drove me into town, this little tiny town um, called Presidio. I think they have one, like, service station in there. And then the guys there, they, we called the, uh, what they call a wrecker. I'm not sure what you call them. We call them flatbeds, but the wrecker, right. Is the guy who comes and picks up your, your, picks up your, your, and the, they, that guy's truck was, you know, in the next town over, which in that part of Texas is three hours away. So I was just like, Jesus Christ. So, so that was one thing. Then we just like started brainstorming, and somebody said that he knew somebody who had a race car, and has a trailer for his race car. I thought, okay, well, let's call him up. So we called him up, and then he was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take you up." <laughs> Butch was his name. So Butch drove me back up like 15 miles out, and we loaded the Ferrari up into his uh, up into onto his race car trailer, and then brought it back into town. Brought it into town. I got those guys to basically just let me use their lift. And so I had never, so I had done some work, just basic stuff, like replacing filters on the Ferrari. But this is, I had to get in there and change belts. yeah. Take the tires off and actually do it. And it worked and I got it to work. And so this was, you know, in the middle of nowhere, nothing Texas, kind of, Kind of, kind of screwed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but luckily I had the correct belt with me. And then after that, it actually did burn up again. And then turned out that it was the water pump that actually needed replacing. <laughs> so needed to do that whole thing. Did that also. But yeah, being stuck there on the side of the road for a few minutes, just at the mercy of like you know, there was also a possibility nobody would go past right, down yeah,
3: that it's road. Just like the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so. <laughs> you're like, hey, might as well just go on.
0: <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Uh, and you were telling me about one in Yellowstone that was kind of funny. Was it Yellowstone?
1: Oh, in Yellowstone, yeah. That was a pretty easy one. So that was the, the throttle cable snapped. And, you know, I had been having this conversation that, you know, sometimes when I was driving, I'd be just driving along a straight, like, stretch of highway and my foot in one spot on the, like, on the throttle pedal. And then I'd feel the car just kind of, like, slow down a little bit. And I'd think, what the heck was that? You know, and then I'd just kind of, like... Play with the gas a little bit and come back and it was totally normal. I was like, okay, that's fine. And now looking back on it, I realize what that was. And it happened, I don't know, maybe a dozen times. It was the individual little 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 threads on the just cable, just one at a time. Just <laughs> slowly. It's like like the wow. like wily e. coyote hanging yeah. on a on a rope and seeing them each go off. Yeah, and yeah. like and so yeah, eventually the the entire cable snapped when I was in Yellowstone. And then, in order to get, out, of course, out of cell phone service in the middle of Yellowstone, <clears throat> in order to get it out of the park, had to just. Start, I just started finding larger and larger sticks <laughs> to jam into the throttle. So you need to get the throttle at about forty-five hundred RPM in order to get any speed. So after I found the appropriate um, stick to get it out of the out of the um, out of the park, I just parked it in the little motel parking lot where I was staying. And then walked to the hardware store, just bought some replacement cable and jury-rigged a, <laughs> excuse me, a, a, a new cable for the thing, and that got me from, from Yellowstone I guess it got me all the way to Denver.. Yeah. so we do have a shop here that takes care of some of the bigger the bigger stuff. Um, so yeah, it made, made it this far. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, do you
0: have a shop that you like go to consistently?
1: Yeah, yeah. So here in town, actually, the first time I did go to a small spot up in North Glen, maybe, um, uh, really nice gentleman. Um, I forget his name at the moment, but his shop is called Marinello and they do mostly Ferraris, but also some other Italian stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was able to squeeze me in to get a a new alternator in that car that first time it, that broke. Um, but since then, um, uh, there's a shop in Denver. I don't know exactly what neighborhood it is called blue chip, um, I've been going to them and Ryan Chapman's been my guy like there and he's takes care of all their Ferrari work. And I think he just, he just told me, yes, I was just on the phone with him yesterday. Um, told me that he's now doing the, um, uh, the Ferrari challenge He's been doing some work with the Ferrari challenge, um, tour or what, whatever it is that they do. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and so. I
3: always, I follow them on Instagram. They always have the best cars
1: in there. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a good. They do. Um, it feels like mostly Porsches. I think mm-hmm. that that's kind of the, the like most of their business. Um, but they do Ferraris. You know, last time I was in there, there was there was an F40 that they were actually I think trying to sell. Um, and then he like I recently saw they have a GT had a GTO in there, 288, which is beautiful. Um, wow. And then they also have just other interesting, random, cool stuff like some McLarens, that,
2: right?
3: The basic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a whole other world. Um, yeah. It's like, I, I like the Miata because it's so easy to just drive. Like I, I told you, it's like, it makes road trips easy because it's just thoughtless. It's like, Oh, yeah. should I drive to <clears throat> New York tomorrow? Sure. Why not? Um, but that also makes it less exciting in some ways. But yeah, back like back to the original thoughts of like, will I get there? or how? I mean, that's kind of why we do so many EV road trips is because it's not not yeah, that you don't- have a
3: lot of EV road trips, at least before. So um, we would go from here to Texas and there was a stretch that was 200 miles. Yep. And with Kyle's Model 3, it's been through a lot of stuff and it had roof racks on, so range wasn't really the best. And it was, can you make the stretch from wherever to the right. next charger. As you're
1: watching the numbers yeah, go so down. So on
3: the way down, it's nice because you're going downhill. You're leaving the mountains, and you, we arrive there with one or zero percent, which is it's exciting. But like also like I don't want to push. I yeah, tell them every right. time I'm not going to push. It's all you. Yeah. Um, but on the way. Do up, EVs have neutral? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, but on the way up, we were doing twenty five miles an hour to get to the charger because it was uphill. And it took us an extra five hours just to get home.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not so much that you don't like, I feel like with older cars, it's like, is this going to break versus EVs? It's not like, (laughs) is it going to break? It's just like, are we going to make it? (laughs) Am I going to make it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like imagine if gas stations were that far apart where it's like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that happened when I was in Alaska where the gas stations are like, 300 i think it was 250 280 yeah, 280 miles with, an
3: hour uh, yeah gears and gasoline guys that did their two-car road trip yeah and then they were struggling to find 91 at least
1: oh yeah there's yeah none you're not gonna <laughs> find that out there i did bring a couple of those little octane booster snake oil right. things along but who knows if those do anything but <laughs> made me feel better
0: at least because yeah. all they do have is 87 up there yes yeah. so what what is like the range on yours like how big like, the tank the tanks, like, <sighs> or tanks, plural. Yeah.
1: So there, I always there's somewhere between like fourteen and sixteen, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and I can get like with w- without like traveling gear on it, I can get like three hundred miles. Like put like high two hundreds. Um, when I was in Alaska and going slowly and uh, in lower gears, it was like. 210, 210 miles on a tank yeah. Um, and <clears throat> yeah so interesting point about the fuel system on that car um, which we almost experience is that it does have like two tanks on either side in front of the, the wheels um, and when you take a hard left all of the gasoline sloshes <laughs> to the right side of the car and I guess it's that when I guess it's the, the fuel injection system but like when when the fuel comes back to, so the car will stall when you're like mid-turn if you're doing any like making any acceleration and so then when the fuel all comes back it'll all just dump right in and it'll spew flames out the, the exhaust pipes which is always exciting uh, but um, yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so in in Alaska did have to use jerry cans to make it yeah. to the next one. Nice. The next gas station. Is that the
3: only place you really
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean to go two hundred miles down here lower forty eight uh, without yeah, seeing a gas station is it's rare. It's rare. Sometimes I've done and, and I have definitely where the heck was I? Um, I think I was in coming out of Oregon into Idaho and I just I thought I would make it or I thought that there should be a gas station where there wasn't and definitely have, you know, coming out of the mountains, just turn the car off and just oh, right. rolled. Yeah. was yeah. how to do it
0: just yeah. in case. Yeah. I feel like that's what we were kind of doing on the way up here just because we didn't know what was going on. But just, oh, got a stoplight up ahead. Yep. Turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's cool to see the travels and the Instagram and, you know, I feel like it's probably inspired other road trips or if nothing else, you know, people can live vicariously through you, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's inspired other road trips.
1: I mean, um, there's a couple of people who I do talk to on Instagram who, uh, there's this one couple who are driving a, um, a 300 SL yeah, like across Canada. I think last time I'm, I checked in with them, they were in like, Toronto, they're in Eastern Canada, so they're trying to get up to Dalton mm. or up to the Dalton Highway, or I, f- I forget if it's that one, they're, they're trying to get to Alaska at least, um, in this little old 300 SL, which That's is amazing, so awesome. they just had it shipped over, yeah, That's yeah. Pretty sweet. um, this other guy has been driving his 928, I think his is a GT, um, basically all around the world
0: gets it shipped all over the place, wow. so, um, yeah. Yeah, I ran to one couple in um, I don't know where I was, somewhere in California, I think they had. Or no, no, it was out east. It was um, Indiana because they had shipped their Shelby Cobra from Hawaii, where they're from, mm-hmm. to the 48, driving it through the 48, and then they're shipping it over to Europe and just keep going. Yeah, and I was like, well, yeah, they were like, we're retired, we have nothing to do. I was <laughs> yeah, like, might as well. <laughs> cool. <sure. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was great to talk to you and like cool to see your trips and cool that you come through Denver a lot because we're out here. So yeah, anytime. And, um, you know, people can find you, obviously Brian's questionable decisions on Instagram.
1: (laughs) I try to respond to as many of the comments as possible. If you do send me a message, I'll, I tend to respond to those. Um, but sometimes, sometimes it's just busy. I do have a nine to five job. So that does sometimes take precedent over, This little social media dalliance. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and that's really just to show this car in in these
0: interesting places. Yeah, well, that's cool, and hopefully inspires more. So go drive your cars, dang it. (laughs) Yeah. So everyone, thanks for watching, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. See
2: ya.